Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back to Digitally Transformed. I'm your host, Melissa. And in this podcast, we discuss innovation, cybersecurity, data, business technology, machine learning, and technology in general as it revolutionizes the way that we work and do business. I hope that you enjoy this week's episode. Hello and welcome back to the podcast, Digitally Transformed. I'm your host, Melissa. Today I have guest Christy Robison. She's the Client Strategic Advisor here at Infuse Innovation. She's our newest Client Strategic Advisor here. She joins us from Paint Rock Consulting Services, which she actually founded in late 2012. She built a boutique of Microsoft Partner Consultancy that had basically served businesses that were ranging from three employees to Fortune 50 enterprises. And a lot of what she did was provide digital migration, transformation, and governance solutions um, on the Microsoft 365 stack. And she is an expert on information governance and Microsoft 365 compliance. And I'm so excited to have her here today. So thanks for being here. Thanks so much, Melissa. I'm very happy to be here. Pretty excited to add to the podcast collection that uh, Infused already has. So excited, especially to have a woman on here. I love it. Um, <laughs> one of the things, you know, here at Infuse that we really value, I hope that you've, you know, seen this as you've come onto the team. And, and one of the things that we pour into here is our relationships with clients. And we know that it's easy for any business to claim that they really care about their client relationships, but we really put that into practice by prioritizing their needs before even our own offering, um, you know, having long-term holistic, not transactional relationships, and just by constantly engaging and having a supportive team, you know, as they're going through massive changes in their own organization. Um, and of course, there's so much more that we're here to talk about today, but really what we're here to talk about is why customer relationships are so crucial um, and also just what it looks like to maintain them successfully. And Christy, I know that you have a background in strategic client advising and just being that bridge between the organization and the client. Um, you know, I want you to talk to us about the importance of maintaining positive relationships with your clients just in general and why it's so important. Sure. Um, well, when I when I first started consulting, um, I kind of had a one and done mentality. I wanted to just get in, do the work hand off some deliverables and and start on the next client. And um, I think I succeeded in starting to build some client relationships in spite of myself um, <laughs> because I tend to, I really enjoy building that collaborative aspect of working with a client at the client's level, addressing mm -hmm. the issues that they're facing now and building a path or a plan for them to move forward. Um, but I think core to a successful client relationship is um, 
something that you hear about a lot in relationships in general. And that is, you know, mm-hmm. the good ones are all built on a couple of foundation uh, foundation stones or I guess um, legs of a stool. And those would be communication, honesty, and transparency um, or honesty and trust. And, you know, I think if you start off a brand new client meeting with those aspects, um, that goes a long way to build a, building a long-term relationship with a client. That most important first step is the communication because that's going to be your first engagement with a client that's coming to you for, you know, either just some questions or to engage in a contract or longer term effort. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of people think of good communication as being able to present well what the client needs to the client when they need it. But the hidden part of good communication is listening. So, you know, it's it's a two-way street. And if you're just doing the talking, you're you're going to miss a lot of the nuance and mm-hmm. some of the opportunities that the client might be presenting to you. Um, you know, sometimes some more introverted or shy clients might feel like they're kind of having to disrobe a little bit to share, you know, to expose what their problems are, what, what they need help for. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that can be not a very comfortable discussion. So being able to listen and empathize and have a safe discussion area without judgment, I think is a, a core first step having them have a comfort level in describing the problems then gives a little bit of room and space for you to address those a little bit more clearly, ask clarification questions, and really kind of start off from the baseline. I love that you are sort of, you know, comparing it to just like any human relationship. I mean, you could think about a romantic relationship or a friendship, right? And if you're not establishing a safe place for someone to be able to talk or trust, um, then your communication is, you know, it's not, they might not feel comfortable sharing with you. I love that so much um, because at the end of the day, we're all just humans working for organizations, right? And we still have those internal things, like maybe we're not as outgoing, maybe we're more introverted, like you said, and that's something that, that we struggle with. I love that. What are some issues? I know that you've been doing this for a while. So tell me some issues that you've seen in client relationships. Um, you know, I have a couple of pet peeves here and <laughs> I'm going to have to lay a blanket apology if I've ever done any of these to any former clients. I'd like to think that I haven't. But sometimes, you know, a large organization might have multiple um, consultants or multiple advisors engaged in a large project and that is has often been the case in big projects like enterprise digital migrations or transformations Um, so sometimes at the kickoff or the introduction or the start of a meeting that has a number of different consultants sometimes you'll hear things like oh i see your environment you have this set up or you're utilizing this tool Um, gosh that's really a not a great way to do it. Uh, or, you know, when when somebody interrupts a client who is describing their environment or the issues they want to solve, 
and a consultant kind of steps over them when they're talking. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I know what you mean. I've seen that three times before. I know how to fix that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, you know, that's really rude. <laughs> I, I, I don't think we would, would do think- that. How would you think that that makes the client feel like invalidated or just, you know, like, hey, like, listen to all of the issues that we're having here so that I can describe this issue to you? You know, I think it I think it puts them kind of uh, on the back foot. So, you know, if if you're explaining your issues or your problem on the path to a solution or recommendations, um, and you're interrupted while you're doing it, then you're not going to have a feel that the client is really hearing what you have to say. Um, and if you translate that into just personal relationships, you know, if you're if you're out and about and you're meeting somebody who might be a new friend and they uh, just start interrupting you right off the bat, <laughs> then that's probably not a very good way to start or a conducive way to start a relationship or, you know, a, a new friendship. Um, one of the other things that is really disrupting, I think, is then once a client is in, or a, a consultant is involved, um, they may not be able to, you know, at that first meeting or kickoff or initial understanding, they may not be able to see your environment or have a have a clear picture of your infrastructure or the nature of the, the issues that you want to solve. Um, that sometimes comes, you know, one or two meetings further into the engagement. And at that point, um, having a consultant that then says along the lines of, oh, gosh, I can't believe you're using this technology and that's really horrible and that's out of date and that's going to be deprecated in five years. You know, <laughs> um, yeah. I call that the Godzilla effect. You know, no consultant should be going into a discussion with a client and basically dump on everything they've done to date. Um, you know, it, you you are not there to go back in time and build things the way that you want because it's not your company. Your job is to appreciate what that company's position is, the tools and technology that they're utilizing, and use that as your your groundwork or your base case for moving forward. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. To me, I feel like all of this sort of sums up that you need to have an emotional and communicative awareness of the situation of the organization, as well as the humans that are working for it. And again, having that situational awareness, if you're in a meeting or you're having a conversation about something, know who you're talking to. Um, listen, right? Like these are very basic communication um, tips, but I I can see how, and I think especially like in the corporate world, people just get so used to what they're doing. They get so used to their organization. They get so used to like, you know, you you do something year after year after year. um, And you have to remember that there's a different culture happening over here. They work differently. They have different systems, different operations. So I love that it all kind of just comes back to basic communication and um, kind of like an emotional intelligence and communication awareness. You know, that's exactly right. Even within Infused, we have different personalities. So, you know, you could be in a discussion with Phil, for example, our chief innovation officer, and the ideas just pop. You know, it's a very fast, fast moving conversation. And, 
And for example, in a discussion with Jeff, he can talk very fast about high level things, but then he goes super deep in a conversation. And, right. and um, so, you know, it's been fascinating to adjust as a new um, person here at Infused, communicating internally with the with the company. But, um, you know, I do some public speaking too. And one of the things that is a core there is to understand your audience. The problem is if you're going into a present uh, presentation arena or area and you're not sure who the audience is, you kind of have to start with that softly, softly approach until you get some, you know, until you get some feedback, whether that's nodding right. heads or um, some sort of body language. And the same thing applies, I think, to a new client. You don't know if you're going to have, um, you know, a, a Jeff personality that's going to be able to talk very fast and then very deep about uh, about what they what they want to discuss with you, or if it's somebody that you might need to help usher along and and mm-hmm. help, you know, define help them define what uh, the problems or the the business cases are. Either right. way, you know it. I think the goal is that we need to strike a balance between the technology and security pieces um, and the business's goals so that, you know, between the between the client and infused innovations so that we can, you know, move forward on defining what the most sustainable um, option is in the most efficient manner. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes also learning your communication style and how that works with others, right? Like if I'm I'm a little bit more of an assertive, open, I can just talk, right? But if I'm having a conversation with someone who's a little bit more introverted, I might have to take more pauses and I might have to like withhold and wait, even though that's not natural to me. Um, so I love talking about all of this. I got my master's in communication studies. I taught public speaking oh. at the university level. I love, love, love talking awesome. about all of this. <laughs> um <laughs> So, I need to take some lessons from you. <laughs> I know. I'm like, we should we should all have like a company hang and talk about some of this stuff. Um, one of the cool things that I know that we do at our organization that helps us internally um, in terms of communication, since that's what we're talking about, um, is we take personality tests. I'm not sure if you've taken yours with Steven yet. I'm sure. It's, yes. Yes. And, and we learn about our personality and our communication and how we work. And then also where we are on the graph with other people in the organization. And you just learn so much internally. And it would be so cool to be able to do that with our clients. I know that's a lot, but, you know, just to <laughs> learn that like work relationship and communication style. Um, but I wanted to move into this next question. So sure. I, I would like to know if you could help identify or at least name like the biggest struggle that clients have when they're engaging in new projects or partnerships, maybe something that clients are often lacking that they feel that organizations could provide more of. That's a really good question. Um, sometimes that's why we are brought into the conversation to to help them identify and shape that. Um, but oftentimes, depending on the person that we're engaging with, sometimes there's a lack of understanding even within their own company of, for example, the data that feeds the 
the issue that they want a solution for. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes they're unaware of the internal processes that, you know, okay, we have a problem with this particular solution and we want to do, you know, a new approach to this that's more sustainable. They may not have a good feel for all of the different processes or avenues that resulted in why they are doing it that way in the first place. Right. Uh, so oftentimes, you know, being able to step in from the outside with a more holistic view with the concern of the whole company, as opposed to perhaps what this one person might be dealing with. And also is, someone who's on the outside who can see it differently than someone who's like kind of in it. Exactly. Yes. So <laughs> what is the old saying, you know, seeing the forest through the trees or or being able to get out of the weeds and have a higher perspective to get a bigger appreciation for um, where there could be some improvements and maybe the processes that feed to um, the issue or the solution Um, and just understanding that flow of information. I think a lot of times in businesses, information tends to get siloed in different functional groups or organizations, and there's not as much collaborative openness or sharing. Um, Sometimes breaking those down can be a very difficult problem, but oftentimes the rewards are much, much more um, significant than the hesitation about breaking down some of those silos. So as a business learns a little bit more about the data that it has, what value that data has, how they use it, how they can further leverage it or how they're not using it, um, having that greater understanding of their information or their business processes really puts them in a great position to better position themselves in their market and to meet their business needs and their client needs. Um, so here at Infused, this is a, a really interesting organization because everything here is so open and transparent. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's basically a Microsoft shop, right? We're a Microsoft Gold partner, and most everything that we do is on the Teams platform. Um, emails are very rare. They usually are just between, you know, an advisor or the engineering team, for example, to a, an outside client. But for the most part, everything happens in teams. It's open and visible to all, which is great because anytime there's a maybe a new idea for an engineering solution or a question that somebody has, if they post it in one of our team's channels, it gets all the eyes of the company, a quick resolution, you know, a quick response and multiple, um, multiple sources of input you know it, it creates a good dialogue for problem solving so exactly. that's yeah and then, some- and you don't and then everyone sees what's happening no one's left out like you said this transparency piece of like oh you didn't get the email or i forgot to include you you know those yes. things that used to happen back when we would use primarily just email as like a, a main source of communication Yes, it does take a little bit of a habit shift, though, because I think people who are used to having their email being neck deep in email all day, you know, go from one email to the next and don't necessarily have as much opportunity to work on their planned work. Whereas in teams, it can be similar, similarly distracting if you don't have discipline, you know, seeing the notifications pop up and different channels or chats and 
um, you know, you really have to build in some discipline not to be constantly feeling like you need to respond to every alert or every notification or every channel posting. Um, so, you know, it it's still a discipline thing, whether you're doing it in email or in Teams, but having that open, transparent platform, it means that we're practicing within the company what we're preaching to clients and that we're we're speaking from a source of experience and expertise in what the benefits of being able to you know, share and understand your information are across your company. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You did kind of get into one of our greatest tools that we use for um, (laughs) communication, but what are, what kinds of tools are going to be ideal for client engagements specifically, right? Because we use Teams a lot internally, and I know that we do also use it with clients who also have Teams as well, Um, but what kind of tools are ideal for those engagements that can help streamline communication and, and expectations and all of those things? That's a really great question, and I would say probably more important than the tools is to start with the processes. Um, you know, our our client engagement is built should be built on that foundation of open communications and trust and transparency. Um, having that built in the first place is essential, and then having the discussions to determine what the client needs are, building um, building a roadmap to a solution, setting up meeting cadence and so on, um, that's all fine and good. The next step from that, I think, would be the tools. And I mentioned before we use Microsoft Teams. Um, Teams has rolled out a new feature this year called Shared Channels. So previously, if you wanted to share something from our company to another company through Teams, the other company would have to sign out, perhaps, you know, sign out of their tenant, sign into our tenant, or be granted a guest access. Now you can do that pretty seamlessly through Shared Channels and Teams. So we post everything that we're doing related to a client within a channel in our Teams environment. And we have, um, you know, a couple of clients that are utilizing that shared channel opportunity to be hands-on and engaged as part of our, excuse me, part of our consultation. Um, So we use other tools too, besides Teams, you know, that's kind of our center part. Um, Some of our clients we use email quite a bit externally, um, but we also use, you know, Outlook for Outlook and Teams for uh, meeting events. We use planner boards for, you know, roadmap building and task building. Internally, we use to do for personal tasks. Um, and then we have, you know, internal timekeeping uh, to- tools that we utilize. So I think that varies based on the client and what the collaboration needs are. Um, But, you know, again, I think that all rests on that clear, concise communication at the outset and a clear definition of the goals of the engagement. Yeah, I love how communication focused and just emotional awareness and situational awareness, um, you know, you are. And and I think that that's so important when you're dealing with people and relationships, because, again, you know, work relationships are just people at the end of the day and we have to adhere to to their personalities and their strengths and and their weaknesses and have this sort of balance and cohesion where we figure out how to make that relationship work um well i just want to say thank you so much 
for joining us. I mean, is there anything that you feel like I missed or any just general tips or anything that you would like to end the podcast off with? <laughs> um, yes, actually, I think that's great. Well, you know, if, if you like our approach to client relationship management, then please, by all means, get in touch. You know, we have the whole bevy of social channels. Um, you can get in touch through this podcast or our website through, I think we have an Insta channel, Twitter, email. Um, so absolutely get in touch if this is an approach that you see uh, beneficial for your organization as you move forward in your digital transformations, your migrations, or building the next path to your innovative services. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Thank you so much for talking with us just about customer relationships and giving us some great advice and tips on how to maintain positive communication. Um, you're awesome. And I hope to have you on the podcast again. <laughs> Me too. This was a lot of fun. Thanks, so Melissa. Fun. Yeah, of course. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.